Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Continuing our series of sequels of Indiana Jones that I don't know if people ask for. <laughs> We're talking about Dial of Destiny, the latest release. This picks up Indy again. He's super old now. Uh, <laughs> we thought he was old before. Yeah, he's you, even older now. You thought he was old. He's You'll re- feel stupid for thinking he was old in the last <laughs> one. Correct. Yeah, for sure. He was way more capable of doing yeah. things in the last one. He's retired from adventuring, retiring from teaching when his goddaughter mysteriously shows back up in search of an item from his past. Let's see. Harrison Ford's in it. Mads Mikkelsen's in it. Mm-hmm. Phoebe... Waller, Waller Bridge. Bridge is in it. Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook, who, God, that guy is typecast. Yeah, For sure. He, really he does one thing. He does okay. one thing. Yeah. Toby Jones, right? Yeah. Toby Jones. Antonio Banderas is in it Antonio. for like five minutes. A cameo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do we think of this movie, y'all? I can go first because... I, I think we all were really excited when we watched the trailer for this movie the first time. Right. I think I just just based on polling other people that I know, we were more excited about this movie than the general population. Also based on, I guess, kind of the box office numbers. Right. So it seems like it's doing better than the media is saying it is. Anyway, and then we decided, hey, we're going to go back and revisit the maligned fourth mm-hmm. installation, the last, last Indiana <laughs> Jones movie that was going to be out. Uh, and that was going to be a fun little good time and a good precursor to this one. And I wish we hadn't done that at this point. Because I think if I if I hadn't watched this, this would have been a great ending for Indiana Jones. And now that I've watched the other one, I'm like, oh, you know, that was kind of a better ending. It's still it's still a good movie. I still liked it. But there are, like, things that are, are I think, very, like, Steven Spielberg-y things that I and feel like I'm missing in this one. Mm. Man, you just, like took like probably five minutes of shit I was going to say and I don't have to say it because I just got to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think really before I can even talk about how I feel about this movie because I watched it much later than I intended to watch it. When did you watch it? Oh, like this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and I meant to watch this like the first fucking night, you know. So I don't know. I, I, I think I almost have to talk about the world's reaction to this or not even sometimes their reaction but what they've just decided their reaction was going to be before I can even talk about how I feel with it which first of all you know I think the first complaint going in this is people just don't like the plot they don't like the MacGuffin specifically in the plot I don't agree with that I don't agree with that either I think if this was if this movie had National Treasure in the title instead of Indiana Jones, you know, just take, change around a few of, like, the characters and the places they visit, one place in particular they visit, people would fucking love this shit. If this was a Hellboy movie, if you took this exact <laughs> plot and put it on a Hellboy movie, it'd be the best Hellboy movie. There's just certain expectations people have going into Indiana Jones. Hang on a second, Hurt. You've just prompted something that I've never thought about before. Has anyone made an, Indi- an Indiana Jones Hellboy crossover before? <laughs> they haven't, but because it's that right shit there. needs to fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to before you continue, and I'm curious to hear the rest of your rant. Those people don't like fucking Indiana Jones movies. The ending of Last Crusade is a 400-year-old knight right. standing there waiting for him. <laughs> right, it's right. already an established plot point. Right. Like, we brought the past to the present. Right. It's not that shocking we can take the present to the past. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, really, honestly, like, 
you know, people, well, this just isn't a, a realistic thing compared to the other one. I would argue this is the only MacGuffin that they really try to make work. Like, they really try to, yeah. here is how this works. I need you to understand this. Which is something I don't always love, but it doesn't make it a valid complaint that, oh, this just isn't realistic. Yeah, it's funny that you bring up specifically. I want to talk about it when we get more into spoilers, I guess. But like the uh, the MacGuffin was something I really specifically liked about this movie. Right. I think they did it really well. I I think the only thing I you know you talked about how watching Crystal Skull like skewed our expectations Absolutely, going into yeah. this, and I definitely wanted this to be something that went forward instead of going back, and it did. It was more sort of science-y based. And I wanted it to fit into the time, and I don't really know that it did that because it felt sort of steampunk, and steampunk wasn't a thing from the 60s. It <laughs> didn't happen until, like, basically the 90s or the oddies. The other thing is, I think, the talk of why this is bombing and how much of this is bombing is really annoying me because I think a lot of what people are saying is, like, man, people are just over these old things. Like, younger millennials and Gen Z just doesn't care about this franchise with this old dude and that's why it's bombing and saying something like that I've got a three word defense that that takes any of that down Top Gun Maverick Mm -hmm. you know like the reason that succeeded is because going into it we were sold that hey man this is going to be a movie about Maverick doing some fucking Maverick shit and when we watched it, it was exactly that. And maybe that didn't bring in, you know, Gen Z, but it brought in enough asses in the seats to make it a huge success. I don't know, even though this movie didn't turn out to be that. First of all, I think I think we even on this podcast talk about the idea of normal people being different than us. Some people who are always like, entrenched in movie news and movie rumors and stuff like that and there's like these normal people that aren't that and i just don't know if that person really exists that much anymore Mm. like if you've googled indiana jones twice then you're getting indiana jones spam in your google news feed (laughs) and you've already been told that Kathleen Kennedy is ruining everything and Kathleen Kennedy wants to take your hero and make them look bad in comparison to a British salty brunette woman which I mean I'm not saying there's no validity to that complaint but that really didn't have anything to do with what this movie was I don't think but I think a lot of people didn't see it because they thought that was what it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, we've already spent longer than I wanted to talking about people talking about uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny instead of talking about Dial of Destiny. Mm-hmm. And Christian still hasn't talked yet. But I do want to, I do want to bring up because we were kind of glancing over it. They keep saying it's a box office flop. It's already made two hundred fifty million dollars. Right. The problem is it costs three hundred million dollars. Right, right, right. Which why? Right. <laughs> anyway, Christian, what did you think? I'm gonna start with things I didn't like. It's too long. It's too long. It's, it's longer. It's longer than Transformers. Longer than Transformers. It's, it's, yeah, it's two and a half. If you go and look at the runtime of every other Indiana Jones movie, it's almost terrifyingly similar. They're almost all exactly one hour and fifty-eight minutes to like two hours and one minute. Like Tight two hours. It's within three minutes. Like it is absolutely a decision mm-hmm. that those four fucking movies, even across the. Th- 
20 years in between the fourth one and the other three being made, it is a two-hour film franchise. It doesn't need to be two and a half hours. There's like four fucking car chases in this movie. (laughs) You probably could have cut one of them. One of them is like 15 minutes long. It's too long. Two, I don't think there's enough jokes in it. I really, kind of going back to what you're saying about rewatching King with the Crystal Skull kind of brought it down. That's a really funny movie. Right. Like, yeah. like I think the jokes kind of hit in it. Yeah. And I like that it makes fun of Indiana Jones in a way. We talked about that on last week's episode. This is not a funny movie. I mean, here's the thing. I don't even think that it's always funny, but like it, there's an intentional element of corniness, yeah, which right. I like. It's lighthearted. I appreciate. Right. And yeah. I don't think that's present here at all. Yeah. yeah. This is a this is a bit heavier than I think probably all of them yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And even like something like Temple of Doom, which is always talked about as being, oh, it's too heavy for kids and stuff like that. There is so much silly, silly shit in there. Yeah. And even the, like, dark stuff in that, like, the dinner scene, even though that's maybe a little too much for kids, it's also totally for kids. Well, (laughs) and, like, to that point, there's, like, Willie as a character, she brings all of those moments back. Right, right. right. She adds comedy to those kind of more horror moments. I don't know that anyone... There's not that there's horror moments in this one. It's just heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think it's bad. I just would have liked a little more on Having said that, I really like this movie. I, I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think the MacGuffin works really well. I think Harrison Ford is fucking great in it. So fucking good. Uh, Particularly for an 80-year-old. Yes. <laughs> like... You know, there, there's obviously some CGI de-aging in this, but it never feels like as awkward as it did in, like, The Irishman, where it's obviously just a young man's face and an old man's body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harrison's still pretty fucking spry. Yeah. yeah. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a fun addition. I think I, her and Harrison have really good chemistry yeah, together. Yeah, me too. Totally. Um, and I liked the twist at the ending. Uh, I, I I think Mads probably could have had more to do, but he does exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, again, I love that we recorded the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull episode last week because you brought up a good point about how the real villain of that movie should be like, or there should be almost like an anti-war sentiment. Right. And that like the, you know, dark side of the American government. Right. Like, that was the villain. That was oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, they found the perfect way to incorporate Nazis for this yes. time, yeah. which was bringing up their involvement in the space program. Yeah, I also loved that people going to the moon had sort of made Indy obsolete. Yeah, like not just that he was an old dude, like he was an old dude whose time had passed. That was one of the few things that I thought this one did better than Crystal Skull, as far as being an old man's last hurrah movie in that, you know, times really hadn't passed Indy by in Crystal Skull. Like, it, we were made clear that it was in the 50s, but in no way did was Indy not able to function in that time. Well, yeah, yeah. that's a good point, too, because if you think about, like, the concept of even, like, an adventurer, like, and they ask the question, what's the next frontier? Right. And... Mads' character says, you know, talks about time being the next frontier, but it's no longer us looking like going into the jungle. Those adventure again, we're talking about like things like romancing the stone or the, those journeys into the jungle kind of adventure right. unknown. The unknown was space. Or, right. And where does an archaeologist fit in? Right. He People are all looking to the stars at that point. His looking at history is just not interesting to people yeah. anymore. And that is a really interesting turn to take. None of the co-eds want to fuck him anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you that, know? That, is, that was a funny, like, yeah, that was good direct. Yeah. But, but that is kind of, to go back to our conversation from, from our, our last episode, kind of directly what you were saying, Christian, about what George Lucas's vision for the character is, is that yeah. 
you know, he's supposed to be a superhero in these pulp stories. And that makes sense for how he, you know, functions as an older aging guy who's like a hero to all of his, uh, his, I don't know. Subordinates. Subordinates and and the younger generation. Uh, It makes sense that that that's the way that that we do it in Crystal Skull as the aging guy. But in this one, where it's obvious that James Mangold was not going that direction, we decided, oh, this is probably, you know, a more realistic depiction of somebody kind of Mm. aging out of their generation. Well, I do think, too, to the point you're making, and I think they could have gone more into this. The movie to make of this time is an anti-war movie. Right. Mm. That was the story those people were telling. That's what you should have told here, which he kind of does. I mean, we, obviously, we're talking spoilers. Maybe what happens to Mutt. That element is there. Mm-hmm. And I just said I wish the movie was more lighthearted. I agree with that. But also, you probably could use a little bit more of that for it to be kind of that George Lucas yeah, yeah. pulp story. Thing. I would say... I liked this movie. I'm I I don't hate that it exists. I also don't need it to exist. Sure. But every problem I have with it is Steven Spielberg and George Lucas not being there. Mm. And I can tell you a perfect example. I can't remember one new character's fucking name in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if George Lucas had any hand in this script, say what you will about George Lucas' dialogue, his plotting, he's never made up a name that wasn't memorable. <laughs> yeah, and, dude, you'll and, never forget Mutt in Short Round. Right, Even exactly. if you don't like the character. Correct. Right, right. Yeah. Let's let's do spoil. I feel like we we've been tiptoeing around yeah, it. We yeah, want to get it's sp- better than Transformers. It is better than Transformers. Wait, okay, so we're in spoilers now. Even though we all knew going in that this was going to be a time travel movie, I'm honestly I was still surprised when that was the truth. I just assumed that it was something the internet had made up. Yeah, I mean I had seen like set photos, so right. I was knew it was going to happen. Right. But what I what still got me about it was I really liked. The, the entire concept of time travel is not real. Time travel to this one specific yeah, yeah, point yeah. in history right. is real. Right, right. I, right. I thought that was right. a really exactly. fun device. Yeah. yeah. The thing I love about the, the structure of this one in, in the, the dial broken up into two parts and whatever, mm. I love a MacGuffin that's two parts of a whole mm. because if you, if you start with half, one, you're already like halfway there. You feel like you're like on the journey and you're close to the end. And two, you already have something that makes you a target to right. whoever wants yeah. the thing also, as right. opposed to you're both just going to the same thing all the time. Uh, and yeah, when you're talking about the idea that it's like, it's only going to point to, the, you, you can only go to this one time. Yeah, right. Uh, which is, is possibly the best use of the name of the Dial of Destiny. The destiny is, you're going to this fucking yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not like, I'm going to like rebuild the Nazi party it's not whatever you want it to be the destiny is you're gonna go here well <laughs> even like like conceptually of like you know thinking about like Chekhov's gun when Indy is talking about Archimedes in the beginning everything he lists was things Archimedes built to defend mm-hmm. against the Romans mm-hmm. right. why would this not also be that right, right. like it, it was right. like I, I just want to, the entire third act of this fucking kicks right like once you really get to They've put it together. They're doing the chase. They get on the plane. The kids fly in the plane behind them. They fucking go. Like, Indy's saying goodbye. This is what I've always studied. You know, I've always studied this, wanted this. Let me have this. And she punches him and says, fuck you. Like, all of that is great. Right. Uh, And I I think it's a great ending for Indiana Jones because you think... Like, it's such a great setup. You think, yes, this is what Indy wants. Indy wants to be. No, what Indy wants is his fucking wife back yeah, yeah, yeah. to enjoy <laughs> retirement. Right. That's what he needs. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I, I love the third act of this, this movie. 
I tell you another thing that I liked that I think was a thing that fit with it being in the late 60s. There was part of me that almost was like, oh man, this one should be, the MacGuffin should be another Judeo-Christian artifact. So there's that sort of thing where all the odd number ones are Judeo-Christian. Well, they, even they play on that. Uh, but But I like... That they find, you know, that spear in the yeah. beginning that makes you think that's what yeah, it's yeah. going to be. It's like, oh, this is going to be a fake. Instead, this is this is really like Indy's like first fully secular, and yeah. that fits to the times as well. Well, can we say I, I feel very strongly that the the whole opening sequence, you know, with the train and the the actual Nazis in Nazi Germany, right. is like is Mangold's homage to the Spielberg yes. art version right. of yeah. Indiana Jones. Like, this is, is, like, one last ride as this character. We know this is fun, and then we're going to do it my way after this. I do want to I want to address two things that both of you have talked about. <laughs> uh, I'll start with Joseph's first, talking about the, like, map of a map thing, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. And God knows, everyone knows I hate Rise of Skywalker. This is the same plot, but done way better. Like, conceptually... If you had in that in Rise of Skywalker, if someone had had the fucking knife to begin with mm. of that movie, that solves a whole lot of fucking mess in the first hour. Right. Like, you're right. It makes so much more sense to have half of the item mm-hmm. right. first. Right. Uh, and it is a really good way to build confrontation naturally. Like, I just think that's a really good point. And Rise of Skywalker Rise of Skywalker is a good example of that done wrong, po- wrong. <laughs> right. uh the other thing is like the kathleen kennedy wants to ruin your heroes thing i don't think she ruins indy like i don't get that I, she complaint didn't at all i and I'm, I'm not saying you're saying that but right. people are saying that like indy's sad because his son died and again if you're making movies that reference like what the film of the time was anti-vietnam sentiment was the fucking right. thing of the time how else do you make it relatable to the period with which it takes place? And by the way, get rid of the character you all fucking complained about. <laughs> like, it does both of those things. I don't like that they poochied mutt. Yeah, I don't like... Here's a... Like, they didn't need to. I, <laughs> I understand we don't want to bring Shia LaBeouf back, but he can just not be there. I, mean, I be, agree with that. He could be just as sad because... You know, him and Mutter estranged. They could even be estranged because of some difference in opinion in the Vietnam War. You know, yeah. like he I could mean, still go. He could just be in Vietnam. Right. Saying, here's here's the. I mean, it could just be he's, he's in Vietnam. It, it was an argument between him and Marion as to whether or not he should join the army right. or not. Exactly. And he goes, and then and then they divorce, or you know, they right. split up over that. Totally. One hundred. And it accomplishes exactly the same thing, but you don't murder his son. So right. what's hilarious is that. In Transformers 5, they kill Shia LaBeouf off screen with a line of dialogue. And this is Indy 5, and they kill Shia LaBeouf off screen with a line of dialogue. That's pretty odd. Yeah. It's it's weird it's happened twice. (laughs) It's almost like maybe some people don't like that guy and don't want to have to work with him again. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that they killed him either. But I don't think that does what people seem to be complaining about. I am at this point that maybe... Kathleen Kennedy just to be needs to be moved to a different division of Disney just because true or not her name is poison mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're getting the returns that they want like the idea that she has is like well I'm going to make these movies that we're turning a new generation on to and a more diverse generation onto these properties but still making the 
older fans happy. You know, her fault or not, that shit just ain't happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the alleged bombing of this, you mm. know, you know, I think speaks to that. Again, $250 million is not a bomb. <laughs> There's no opinion. way this movie across the span will not make well, its for money. For sure, for sure. Like, you know, people will watch this on video, on cable, yeah, on yeah. streaming, and it will make its money back. And most of those people are going to see, oh, man, I should have saw this shit in the theater. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. I Kathleen Kennedy's also 70 fucking years old. Yeah. Like, but also, you know who was the executive producer on fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark? Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. You, Andy wouldn't exist without her. Right. No, no I'm not saying yeah. any of the criticism of her is fair. I'm just saying at this point, I don't know there's a way to fix the There PR. is fair criticism of right. her, to your point. Right. But the ones people make are just fucking stupid. Right. Heard you talked about you briefly mentioned diversity when you were talking earlier. Mm. It reminded me: is this the least? Uh, that's not even a question. This is the least racist Indiana Jones movie. I would. I'm agree pretty with that. sure. <laughs> right. I, I mean, they, Sala they, comes across worse this time for me, but maybe like they, I don't mind him in one and three, but in this one, I was like, mm, maybe we should not. I, have I mean, sure, Jones. but like, boy, that guy's got a twinkle yeah, in his he's eye. So great, right? <laughs> he's so charming. The, I miss the sea line is great. Like, <laughs> that whole bit at the airport is awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, they did kill off like the the one person of color that was like a major part of the movie in the first like half. Uh, but there were absolutely no like semi feral brown people at right. various parts of the world. <laughs> right. I think this is the only indie movie <laughs> that true. does not contain that. That's true. Oh man, uh, did you like the uh, indie rediscovered murder in this? Because I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, you know, the kills seem deserved, but. I kind of liked that the Crystal Skull indie was a little less bloodthirsty. Yeah. Why is Antonio Banderas on this movie? I don't know. I think just because he wanted to be. It had to be that he wanted I, to be. I did, uh, this is a very specific question, but do you think Harrison Ford was doing any of the diving in the diving scenes? No. Because I don't think so either, but then you saw the shot of him, especially the shot of him going down, and the guy doing it is doing some really old man things. <laughs> and so I was like, is the guy imitating what old man Harrison Ford would kick like if he was going down? Would they intentionally make Indy less cool when they had the opportunity not to? No. I don't know. I was very confused. I, mean, I am glad we get a shipwreck. It's nothing we've ever done, and it feels yeah. very appropriate. Sea snakes. Yeah. Uh, to your Sea point. <laughs> fun reinvention. To your point about the four car chases in this, I don't think any of them are bad, but I also don't think that any of them are super memorable. Yeah. They, none of them are bad. They're not. They're just unnecessary. I would keep... I think the, the tut-tut one or whatever is yeah. fine, and that's that's what I watched at Celebration was that whole fucking sequence. And I think the one on the horse is fun. Right. The, that, the one on the horse is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that there's not one in this, like... That, I would have cut the motorcycle one in the beginning. That is immediately as iconic. Every one of the other ones has one... A, a chase that's iconic mm-hmm. and i even if it's for the wrong reason in crystal skull mm-hmm. you know the the chase through the woods whether you like it or not you remember it yeah you know i don't know if this has anything really like no that. the closest thing i think to it i think the thing that checks the box and makes the other ones kind of useless is i think the train sequence is great in the, the train beginning. sequence is my second i still think i like the horse one yeah more. and i think that's what kind of pulls the rug out i guess on why we do it like it's like well none of these are great let's just keep throwing shit at the wall but the train sequence is great the horse sequence is a fun like change of pace right uh it's really like visual of the story we're telling this old fucking guy's riding a horse these young people are driving a car i mean it is a man out of time in like the most clear sense yeah i can't decide if we've just been spoiled 
by like Chris McQuarrie, or if we absolutely uh, have. We, we have, <laughs> or if like I, it seemed to me like a lot of these were built on really practical sets, mm-hmm. and then there's just a lot of fucking cuts. Yeah, in right. the action sequences, which I don't love, because I'm like, well, if you're gonna make it fucking, I know that's already it's already three hundred million dollars, so maybe you shouldn't have done that. Maybe you did the right thing here, but they, I, I think that would have made it a little bit more memorable. There were it, it was practical, but did you guys kind of feel? I don't even know if this is true, but like the whole color palette of this was maybe digitally uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like it felt definitely one step away from sepia tone. Yes, I, I think a lot of it was shot on the volume. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure part of that is on purpose, right? I to the it's too expensive. There's too much CGI. Yeah, I don't know if COVID has done this, where like obviously you have to have like more people on set and you have more guidelines and probably restriction on the amount of hours you can shoot and all that. But fucking budgets gotta get under it's control. It's ridiculous. I, I will say that that said, we talked about none of the chase sequences maybe are as iconic as the previous ones. That said, if we were gonna turn one of them into a ride, which one would we turn into a ride? Well, I mean, I it's the train sequence. I for think me. it would have to be the train. See, I would do the tut tut one. Yeah, I think yeah. that one would be a blast. I mean, it's like hills and everything. Yeah, like you're right. You're not wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just think the other one's so classic Indiana Jones yeah. that it's hard to avoid. But the tut tut one that's, that's a good choice. To the Christopher McQuarrie thing, totally not related to Indiana Jones. But <laughs> I just learned this. Do you guys know they don't write scripts for the Mission Impossible? That doesn't movies? shock me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's Chris McQuarrie and Tom Cruise being like, these are the eight action set pieces we want to do. And they show up on the day of, and Chris gives them dialogue. Yeah, for sure. I, was, I mean, like... it's fucking insane. We, we make fun of the Fast and Furious movies. Like, the reuse of exactly the same devices and right. same dialogue between the movies yeah. is the same but with both of those movies. The difference is we're just more engaged with the action in the Mission Impossible movies these days, and so we let it I, slide. And I should say, hearing a fact like that should make me have less faith in those movies <laughs> but it makes me have more because they know what they're doing yep we're not doing anything about tom cruise's emotions we're doing shit where this actor tries to kill himself and we all rush to the movie I mean, theater to, to, watch it. to the point i think you're both making i really like the comparison of fast and the furious to me that says you're said your, your goal there is like we want to do something we haven't done before Right. The words are not important. Yeah. Right, right. Whereas Fast and Furious, they're trying to balance the two. Right. And I don't think you actually can. Like, yeah. now that you say it, I'm like, well, that doesn't fucking work. Like, yeah. You have to say, it doesn't really matter what you say, you're going to hang off the side of this goddamn <laughs> airplane. <laughs> and Tom's like, fuck yeah, sign me up. I don't know. All right, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else we want to talk about with Dial of Destiny? Well, one thing I would just like to say, and I think Harrison Ford would hate this, but I think this proves unequivocally that Han Solo is a smarter character than Indiana Mm. Jones. Han Solo learned. He saw all this amazing shit, and he became devout. You know, by the time we see him in Force Awakens, he 100% believes in the Jedi and the Force and all that. true. All of it. Fucking... Indy has seen so much shit at this point, and he's still a skeptic. He should be Fox Mulder. He should not be Scully. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. He should believe, like, immediately as soon as you mention, hey, this thing might be able to time, do time travel. Cool, let's fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. should be his attitude, because he's seen so much shit. Yeah. I think my closing points would be, I know it's blasphemy, but... 
Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack. I'll say this. You talked about Kate and the Crystal Skull originally supposed to be a daughter. Right. This fucking proves it should have originally been a daughter. Right. 100%. Because yeah. if they would have done that, then we would have still been watching her in this movie instead of a new character. Yep. And Harrison's just like, I don't know. They, they had good chemistry. So you can be like, well, it couldn't have been her 15 years ago. I, I think he would have had that same level of chemistry with, say, Natalie Portman. Or And I think the character of Indy makes sense to have like, I, that daughter role. I really think Scarlett Johansson would have been good because they have the same sort of nasal, deep, mm-hmm. monotone voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I would say is absolutely watch a, char- a movie about whatever Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character's name. She was interesting. She knew her shit. She was... Han Solo-y enough she's right. morally gray I'd fucking watch more there's, there's a weird thing where they kept trying to imply that she was some kind of lecher like she was just constantly <laughs> like into whatever guys were in front yeah. of her right. but like never makes good on it in any yeah. way which I don't know if that's just a carryover from she's like she wanted to fuck everything yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going into this I'm pretty in the pocket for her I like her a lot Yeah. but I would totally I don't think it's gonna happen but I'd watch more movies with her. also her short round was pretty entertaining, too. I yeah. can't remember what his name was, but I liked him. Yeah, that's the problem, right? No names. Right. Uh, and you want to tell me you don't want to know what the fuck short round is doing in 1969? Ooh. You're a fucking that, liar. That that was literally my only problem with this movie, is that ending where everybody sort of, you know, yeah. like he should have been in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how somebody didn't think, oh, that dude needs to be in this. His, like, original surrogate no. child should be meeting his new surrogate child. I think the problem was he wasn't, like, back yet. You know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, that's true. That is true. I think, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but also, even though I think Mads was fine in this, I would really had hoped that he was going to be the new best indie villain, and he's not. It's still Mullen Ron. Yeah. Yeah. But you just don't give him enough, I yeah. think. Like, do you think do you think Madge Mickelson ever wants to play a good guy? I'm sure he does. <laughs> it's just... I think who I think doesn't is Jason Isaacs. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Isaac has no interest. Like, even though, you know, as we know from Star Trek Discovery, he's good at it yeah. for the part of that while you still think he's the good guy. <laughs> uh, but I just don't think he wants to. But I think Mads Mickelson does. I think he wants to be the good guy. <laughs> Poor guy with that face. Yeah. Yeah. Galen Urso is a good guy. I he, mean, yeah. He's part of the Empire. He does, he does build the Death Star, but under but he duress. He builds the fault in the Death Star That's as well. true. Right. <laughs> they did murder a lot of people before that happened. <laughs> anyway, true. it's fine. Uh, I do want to offer uh, a heartfelt apology to the actress who plays Marion for all my words last week. Because she's only in this movie for two minutes. But she's really good in those yeah, two minutes is, that I she's agree. in it. And now I'm like, okay, maybe a lot of the hokiness of the last one was maybe just Steven Spielberg's direction and maybe less a reflection on her acting talents. Yeah. Well, and also maybe, I mean, that was probably her first experience really with dealing with the green screen. Maybe mm-hmm. she just didn't know what she was doing there. I also need to, while we're talking about Marion, I need to admit my bias here for a second. My parents got divorced because my brother died. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that Indy and Marion would divorce because their child died mm-hmm. seems totally realistic. Yeah, no, totally. To <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that something the internet has said? But that's not. No, no, no. Okay. Everyone blames. They're saying that Indy's like a shitty person. He doesn't have his life together oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, that's he didn't lose his wife because yeah, of his yeah, yeah. behavior. Right. He lost his wife because his kid's dead. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. What a great note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> Better uh, than Transformers on this. I, I feel like I bagged on it a lot. When in, I, I feel like I, I think we did a good. Well, we did a reverse good sandwich. 
We, we complained about it a little bit. We talked about all the good stuff, and then we complained more. I think it's my least favorite indie movie, which still makes it better than most movies. It's pretty close to Temple of Doom for me, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I'd put it. I'd have to watch it again, I think, to really... It's too long. It's too long! That's why I would put it at the bottom. That's but. that's that's what I was trying to think of while we were preparing for this, you know, for you guys to come over and do this, is I was like, what happened in those two and a half hours? Because there doesn't seem to be enough content right. to fill that time, but it did. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it is it, it is better than Transformers. Don't listen to me, bitch. Go see it, because it is, it's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. So, that style of Destiny, what have we been watching the last week-ish? I'm going to talk about two things. One very quickly. Uh, like three weeks ago, oh. I teased that I... Oh, there's nope. the... I lied. Fucking email. I almost asked you. You should have asked me. We need to start asking him because he's not going to remember. Because I'm not going to remember. Uh, we got we got something shit. You sent it to me. Sorry, Christian. I don't mean to cut you off. You're good, man. Uh, but uh, we did get uh, a message on our Instagram, which I do not check. So thank you, Christian, for mm-hmm. sending this to me from our old pal, Bill. I don't know if he likes to go by Bill or Billy, but he's the only Bill I've ever met that's born after the Vietnam War. So <laughs> good on you. Uh, and he just wanted to respond directly to me that uh, I just heard the rant on the No Good Gundam shows and got to say Iron-Blooded Orphans was amazing and 8th MS team was a good quick run. Unicorn kind of dragged on, but the Gundams were slick. Hope everything's going well. And I should I should clarify after my rant that because I don't like it doesn't mean that it's not good. It just <laughs> has not been appealing to me. <laughs> I have tried Iron-Blooded Orphans and I didn't love it, but I will say I'm so energized and empowered by the fact that anyone has listened had listened far enough into our episodes to the anime bit and actually heard the words that i'm saying <laughs> right. that, that that bill i'm gonna try the eighth ms team just for you and see how i like it iron blood or that's on netflix right it's on all the things yeah you know also i mean this may be you know revealing a little too much of the strings the mirrors the how the sausage is made but you know going hard on something it's just more entertaining in a podcasting sense than, <laughs> than a measured a measured oh this thing was okay i you know? i can't remember i think it was like the slash film podcast i, I tried listening to a long time ago mm-hmm. and i listened to one episode and it was one of those things where it was it was one of the most like level-headed uh, balanced discussions i've ever heard of, of like i don't even remember what the movie was but they, they like talked about it on its merits and it was it was very like even keeled and fair and, and I was you like, never tried it i never tried it again <laughs> it's fucking boring i didn't like it yeah uh so back to what I've been watching. Yeah. <laughs> so like three weeks ago, I teased that I was watching something that, you know, was shocking because we've bagged on it so much on this fucking podcast. I'm sad to say I quit it because I'm fucking canceling Max. I'm not paying the like $18 a month to fucking hate it. But I watched two seasons of The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, dear. That show is fucking awful. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it lasted well, so fucking long. So I'm, I'm going to sort of disagree with you here. I, I didn't have, I watched the episodes all the way through. I just get fed like little bits yeah. on YouTube now. Every They're fucking everywhere, day, Every dude. fucking day. Yeah. And, and what I found, because it's not just Big Bang Theory, it's like a bunch of fucking sitcoms that I get little clips of. I've noticed that for a sitcom, all you really need is a good actor. Like the good comedic mm-hmm. actors, the cast carries it way mm-hmm. more than the fucking dialogue sure, and the jokes ever yeah, yeah. And I think the cast to Big Bang Theory is very good, and the jokes suck. <laughs> the jokes are so bad. This is going to a point that Hurt made earlier. This is not even a thing I wanted to fucking talk about. But you're talking about like, you know, who are these other people? Like we're in the life, we're not... Who is the audience for that show? <laughs> right. Because people who like the shit those people like don't like that show. They don't like being represented that way. <laughs> right. And two, all the jokes and things are related to that shit. So it's not the people who aren't into those things. I don't know who it's right. for. Right, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, 
me who is very much in the pocket for the references. Every time I've seen it, I've just felt pandered to in the worst <laughs> possible way. And it, it's weird. It's a show that like when I find out a friend likes it, I'm always like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, like people whose opinions I genuinely value and seek out will tell me, oh man, that's one of my favorite shows. I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know, man. I, I was going to give it the old college try. I mean, I gave it two fucking seasons. Right. And I was going to do it, and I turned to Kate, and I was like, listen, we got we to gotta cancel some of these fucking streaming services. We don't watch near enough right. on any of them. Uh, I think we should cancel Max. Do you care about Big Bang? And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I mean, fuck. I wanted to talk about the Ahsoka trailer, but I talked about Big Bang Theory. I mean, you, you say it's for nobody, but it was like the most popular I comedy know, for like a decade. I know, and I don't know how. <laughs> I... I man, what I'm going to talk about is pretty short. So if you want to talk about the Ahsoka trailer, I'm on board. Uh, the Ahsoka trailer is fucking awesome. The Ahsoka trailer is fucking awesome. <laughs> so, a couple things I want to point out. One, Thrawn. So Thrawn was in the trailer they showed at Celebration. He looks way better in this than he did there. I was really, I've been real nervous for the yeah. last three months, waiting on the general audience's reaction to seeing him. I think he looks way better. It is crazy that the voice actor just happened to look a lot like Dude, the character. Nice. Speaking <laughs> of a Mickelson, it's yeah. Lars Mickelson, yeah. uh, Mad's brother. God, you get a fucking Anakin name drop, mm-hmm. which I am 99% positive Anakin showing up as a fucking force ghost. Mm. Like, it's going to be off screen, and he's going to call her Nips, and I'm going to fucking murk out for it. I uh, better not be drinking during that part, because <laughs> I might get weepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which would be the first time those two characters have ever act- interacted in live action. Um, fucking Sabine is Ahsoka's Padawan, maybe, possibly? That was fucking interesting. I, I, I love that. I love, uh, not to interrupt no, you, but good. I love how all the Rebels characters look live action. Mm-hmm. They're not realized too well. They're not tried to make too realistic. They just make a live action version of those characters, and it fucking rules. Chopper's the best. Chopper's the best! Yeah. And then, you know, my Star Wars theory brain, if you ever played the game KOTOR, there's a thing called the Star Forge, which Revan destroys. Hashtag spoilers for those fucking 25-year-old games. Right. Uh, I think the I think that's what the fucking MacGuffin of this movie is. Uh, there's a map in the games that looks exactly like what they're fucking standing in, all the bad guys, when they're talking mm-hmm. about Thrawn. It would, it would explain fucking building the Imperial fleet, the Sith fleet. It would explain fucking cloning. Like, right. It's Dave Filoni's thing to pull fucking random shit from the past. Right. I think this might be the fucking Star Forge is the thing of this show. I don't I, know. Awesome. I'm surprised you're not gloating that they just straight up said heir to the Empire in mm, this. Because yeah. you've been the person, the longest of anyone I know, that says they're building to the heir to mm-hmm. the Empire. And they they said it. Also, the little hologram guy was Edward Bridger, right? That was Yeah, that and was the voiceover to... yeah. is Ezra. Yeah. Like, uh, to call, calling people out in the galaxy. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking Ezra, yeah. So that was cool. That I, like, yep. I... I thought that would be in this show. I didn't think it would be in the trailer. So that means there's going to be some pretty deep stuff in the show, I hope. Is it a show or is it a movie? It's a show. Okay. It's a series. It's two-episode premiere. They're building to Heir to the Empire, which will be the movie. You know, you can see Purgles in this, which Purgles are in Mando Season 3, too, for like a second. But you get like a real big shot of fucking Purgles. And I I think it's just a good example of showing off what Dave Filoni does best. Because it's in a dumb episode in Season 2 of Rebels. And then they end up being like the fucking pinpoint of the entire plot of the show and you don't find out till the very last episode uh it's it's funny because i think about that a lot because if i was making someone before you see the final episode if i was making someone 
a watch through of just the essential episodes you've got to it watch. It wouldn't be on there. It wouldn't be on it. It would be, it's like the first one I would think of. Oh, well, they can skip that shit. Yeah. But they can skip that shit. <laughs> it's super important. It is it is Voyage Home in Star Wars. Yeah. There are space whales. They need to save them. Right. Uh, and then it's just really fucking important at the end. Uh, every single thing you see in this show is important. That's just the way Dave Filoni fucking works. And I might be turning on Rosario Dawson. Uh, she's got some fucking like Anakin poses in there, some fucking classic Ahsoka poses. I don't know. Right, Looks like she did her homework. Strike one off the list for Christian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'll also say that uh, tying this into our, our subject we just did, watching the de-aging stuff in this, I'm less scared of what Air of the Empire can be. Because you can put a young Luke Skywalker played by Mark Hamill in Heir to yeah. the Empire and not have it be just a soulless abomination like it's been so far. I think just fucking recast. All I the, also all, am all more... is right there. I, I also am totally let's yeah. recast, but I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. So I want to... Bitches. I, I want to... I want to believe that it can be not awful. But I'm... Uh, just to clarify, I'm totally on board with recast. They should recast. I was about to say, I, I think that should be our real phony shirt. Just recast Luke. Because we just <laughs> that hammer so hard. Um, that's it. Okay, I'm going to talk about a movie that's not new, but that I just watched. Uh, Barbarian. It's new to you. It's, it is new to me. Um, you don't like horror movies. I don't like horror movies. And in fact... This movie, when it came out, made me have to come out to a friend who did not know I was a pussy that I'm a pussy. <laughs> like, is, is this the one with the new Superman in it, or is that the other one, X? I think that's the other one, because oh, okay. this, this has... They're both by Ty West, right? I think. Yeah. I don't know. So, I, uh, my friend Austin, who I've known for years, but only in the last like year or so have we started like spending time together, he wanted me to go see this with him, uh, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't. Like, that shit just looks too much for me. It is not that. It's a completely different thing. The The beginning part of the movie is just so good because it's just a series of red flags mm. that you're yelling at the screen of, bitch, get out of here. <laughs> and then when the turn happens, you don't even get to find out if most of those things were red flags because mm. some completely other fucked up thing happens. But it is a very, very good, very entertaining movie. I as and that is coming from someone who, like you said, does not love horror. But this is horror I can I can get. This is a strong endorsement, Hurt. You're going to convince me to watch this. It was and it was very much like you know, like I can bag out on a friend and say, "Hey, I'm a pussy. I'm not watching this." But you know, I'm more afraid of Sarah than I am this movie. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to watch this, Ah, so I I had to watch it. And I'm glad that she made me. When it is done well. Horror is the best genre. Those movies are fucking awesome. Well, I tell you what you have with so much of horror that I don't like is either that it's too dumb or that it's using things to seem smart that aren't actually smart, which is usually just misery and hopelessness. And that's what this seemed like it was going to be. It seemed like it was just going to be somebody chained in a room for two hours getting tortured. And I was very glad it wasn't. You and I should go watch horror movies together because, as Christian knows, I'm also a huge coward, and I will watch most of it with my fingers in my ears. <laughs> I make fun of them the whole time. It makes it very easy to watch horror movies, actually. I'm going to talk about the second season of a show I watched a long time ago that I've never talked about, I don't think, Vinland Saga. Uh, so the second season of Vinland Saga came out this year. The first season came out in 2019, I think. But 
I, I, I've, I don't know because I don't talk to other people that watch as much anime as I do. But for a long time, it felt very much like a hidden gem. It wasn't. It was the only streaming service it used to be on was Amazon Prime. And if you've ever tried to use Amazon to find something you didn't know exactly where it was, you can't. It's just not possible. <laughs> uh, so it was just kind of... Uh, Shout uh, out Prime Day. <laughs> <laughs> so it just kind of like languished there for a long time. But the first season of that show is unbelievable. It's, it's like a 10 out of 10 anime for me. It's, it's, it's a transcendent piece of media to me. Right. It's a Viking revenge story from like the 1400s that's, that's got some elements of truth and some elements of fiction uh has there ever been a viking story that's not a revenge story <laughs> well that's a good point <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll get to that actually but uh the first season i the way i pitch it to people is I, it's a lot like the trojan war and i don't mean troy if you don't like the movie troy but kind of this idea of it's it's this these grand uh epic battles with these people that are just like a little bit larger than life they're not like outlandishly ridiculous but they're like kind of at the high end of like believability of like mm. what you what you want to believe your heroes can be kind of thing or you know what these great warriors can be right or uh and just like it's, it's a it's it, it's a great battle anime it's a great anime about just like you know growing up in masculinity and and the whole arc of the show is is about like violence and war and right. like it kind of exploring the meaning of that uh so that's the first season. There's a lot of fighting. There's a kid growing up doing a lot of murdering and stuff. Right. The second season, 24 episodes long. The first 12 episodes are mostly just two guys farming in Denmark in the 1400s. <laughs> and they do talk during this. And, like, it, I think, like, the writing is good and, like, the themes they're exploring are great. But, like, tonally, it, it's just, like, such a hardship from right. the first season. Right. I think it's. I think the second season is not quite as good, but still very, very good. Um, it's made by Mappa, who have been just like fucking way overdoing it mm-hmm. for a long time, and it's finally caught up to them. They've had like three anime: winter, spring, summer, for like the last two years, including the f- finale of uh, Attack on Titan. So yeah, I don't think the animation necessarily like makes or breaks the story and particularly in this one which is not as action heavy it's not like as important but it definitely there are parts of it distract me right. i feel like but in general i mean it, it's a great show if you haven't watched it definitely like again the first season i think is is the absolute best and i think the second season is a strong and worthy follow-up and i'm hoping it'll it's popular enough to keep going right so yeah vinland saga better than transformers what are we going to do next week mission possible's out is it comes out this week. I mean, if we're going to do Mission Impossible, you decide right now because I need to watch like three Mission Impossible movies. Because <laughs> I, I never watched Rogue Nation. Fuck you. And and I feel like I would need to watch three and four again because they sort of tie into each other I mean, and lead into you, Rogue Nation. We just established that you don't really. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, like in Rogue Nation, there is a bit where he climbs something and you're like, oh, this is like Mission Impossible 2. That's all the connection you need. Right. You know, right. If you watch the first one, what's his butt's back in this one? You know, we see that in the trailers. So. Right. It's it's all the same thing. They're looking for a fucking key somewhere that's got list of He's going to be disavowed. Or, or he's, he's are going to be disavowed or has been disavowed. <laughs> I, I was thinking about specifically in this movie, and it brings up one point about, about Indy that I've forgotten to make during Indy, which is that... I really hate the way, and I, I know I've said this before on here, that the way that 2016 Ghostbusters changed the way we think of movies. <laughs> like, that movie is so much, you, we've said that before on here, that if you think anything of that movie, then it's fine. 
that's not has nothing to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. It has to do with what you brought to the right, table. Right, right. And I think there was an element of that to Indy. How that ties into this is I know there's going to be some kind of twist as to somebody's back in this mm-hmm. one. There's going to have to be. But it can't be it can't be Jim Phelps because of what an asshole John Voight is. Yeah, and it can't be fucking uh, it can't be Emilio because he's a goddamn anti-vaxer. Like so, like right there, your two full coolest choices are just off the table, and I kind of hate that. They're also dead. But I mean, what does that mean in a world? Are they really Uh, in a world where anybody can put on a mask and be somebody else? What is that? Emilio has the best death in all of them. That's true. I to your point, you probably should watch the last two because they're the ones with Rebecca Kirby and Rebecca Ferguson. Is there Kirby, Rebecca Kirby? What's Rebecca, yeah, I, I watched Rebecca Kirby. Ferguson and Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. I watched the first one with what was what was that one? What was the fourth one? I watched that one that had uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Ghost Protocol. Yes, and I liked that. Oh. Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. I think was the last one. I think there's one in between there. Yeah. Is there? Ghost yeah. Protocol is the Brad Bird one. That's the fourth one. Yeah. And then there's... This one's Dead Reckoning. This this can't but, be. Yeah. This is awful content. This is out. This is off the show, but whatever. I think this is the content that I look for. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe Mission Impossible, maybe something else. And then the week after, I think, is Barbenheimer, which we're going to have to shit, do. Dude, so much shit. <laughs> we're going to have to do something about. So we'll, we'll just see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any thoughts about Indiana Jones, please email us. We like to hear your indie opinions. Your in nope, that doesn't work. I was gonna say Indians, and that's just a word. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you can reach us at uh, realfunnies at gmail.com. You can also follow on Facebook and Twitter at realfunnies and Instagram at real underscore funnies. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Zach Evans and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.